Hey friends, and welcome to another podcast episode. My name is Taylor, and I am joined by my co-host, Kelly. Hi everyone, thanks so much for joining us again. And we just got off a really great conversation with Sam Ang Films, who we will get to his interview in just a minute, but Kelly, how are you doing today? I'm good. We have just a nice chill week. Um, We're going to head down to San Diego, watch the Super Bowl with my in-laws. What about you, Taylor? I, um, yeah, I'm not really a sports person, if I'm being totally honest. (laughs) But my in-laws are watching the kids Saturday into Saturday night. And um, my husband and I are going to go on a little pre-Valentine's Day date. Um take advantage of the child care, the free child care. So that'll be really fun. That's so nice. I think we're doing that too, actually. The in- Since we're going down, my in-laws are going to watch them Saturday, and then we're going to go to dinner with my brother or my husband's brother and their wife, and we're going to do like a little pre-Valentine's Day thing too. So that's so fun. I'm so happy that we had Sam on. He is just really rising within the industry so quickly. We actually did a mentorship session with him four years ago and he just came to us and was like, I'm ready to take my business to the next level. What do I need to do? And I mean, we gave him a few tricks and tips, but he also has had a lot of people invest in him um, over the years too. And so I think that just his willingness to rise and telling people that he's like ready to do the weddings that they do um, has helped him so much, and he's had he's had a lot of really helpful tips that he shared with us um, just on this one. Yeah, I met Sam at Engaged of Mountain in December. Um, so if you're listening to this like as it goes live, it's just a few months ago. I love Sam's work. He filmed a couple of Engages as well. I think that's how I first like learned of him. And it's so true. He he had some really great insight and wisdom that he shared with us, and we can't wait to share that with you guys. This is the Level Up Podcast. I'm Taylor Petrinovich. And I'm Kelly Gilster of 618 Studios. And we are on a mission to help filmmakers level up their businesses and their craft so they can make more and work less. We want to help you confidently take your business from mainstream to luxury, and it all starts right here. Hey, Sam. Thank you so much for joining Kelly and I on the podcast today. We are so excited to have this amazing chat about um, your business and how you have gotten to where you are now. Thank you guys for having me. And it's such such a great pleasure. So, Sam, when did you start shooting weddings? I started shooting weddings about, um, I'd say roughly about 10 years ago and um, just picked up a camera. Actually, it's, it's because of the iPhone. Started recording on the iPhone. And then from there, I enjoyed it editing on iMovie or whatever app they had at the time. And then picked up a real camera and started playing with that. And then before you know it, it blossomed to something that I had no clue um, or imagined that I can even, I was, I was even capable of doing. So it's, it's pretty trippy. That's amazing. And then did you... Did you start off shooting for other filmmakers or did you just start right away with your own business and brand? What was kind of that flow of going from iPhone to professional to all this? Yeah, um, my brother was a photographer. He's, he's really big in, uh, in our local community in Long Beach and 
he was taking photos and he was saying, Sam, you know, video's the next big thing. Um, you should play around the camera. And so, I, and so I took his advice and I started playing with it. And then he asked me to watch uh, Ray Roman. He did like some, some teaching course. I watched him, I watched a couple other guys. And I was like, man, this is, this is inspiring. And so um, I started, you know, push, putting myself out there and was like, hey, I'm, I'm gonna go shoot a couple of weddings just to see if I can do it. And I did. And it was the worst decision I made in my life. <laughs> really? What happened? It was just a lot of mistakes, um, just not charging enough, overworked, overwhelming amount of footage, um, card failing, battery. I just, all the mistakes you can make at a wedding, you know, as a novice, um, I made them. So, yeah, live and learn. <laughs> I can, I mean, I think we can all relate to that. I feel like when we, our first wedding, we shot for free. The, our wedding photographer referred it to us, and we didn't really have any gear. We rented gear. I was still in college, so we just rented gear from my university, <laughs> and we just kind of like, played with it like the week before and try to like do as much as we could but i don't even think we recorded like professional audio it was just like all on camera stuff we made quite a few mistakes too or like or we look back at like what our workflow was and we cringe at how many things could have gone wrong <laughs> we're like oh my gosh we didn't even like you know back things up or we didn't even you know so we definitely got lucky there what about you taylor oh yeah <laughs> Um, yeah, I'm definitely like a live by trial and error kind of person. And so everything you guys are saying, I'm just nodding along. Yes. <laughs> yes yeah. to all. And I think the editing portion was like a whole nother beast. I mean, just trying to put those clips together and then realizing that you don't have any space on your computer to keep going. And it just, it was just, it was, it just, it was a disaster. So but anyways, um, I'm a long way from there now. <laughs> you are. Thank you, Lord. You are. You're bringing me back to like all of that. I forgot about like not having enough space on your computer and like, <laughs> oh my gosh, it's like it's been a minute, just, but good times. Just... Oh man. Mm -hmm. Well, obviously that's is... not the case for you now. Can you give us an idea of how your business looks right now in 2023? Um, my business is pretty amazing, and I, I I'm pretty grateful. I mean, like, I, I'm not a self-made man. I'm, and, and it wasn't an accident that I'm here, but I mean, I worked really hard, but um, a lot of people invested in me. So, so I'm here because of that, that reason. I just want to give a big shout out to all the, the people that have invested in me. Um, I realize that I'm not a self-made individual. Um, you know, I work hard to be here, but, but a lot of people, you know, invested time in me. I invested time also in learning, spending money on courses. Um, one of the first, one of the first people I want to thank is uh, my buddy Ryan Davis from Cloudless. He, we worked together for a very long time and he was in the luxury market and I just learned so much from him. Um, and he pretty much taught me how to, how to operate in the luxury market. And a lot of what I learned and what I do is from, from Ryan Davis. So, Thank you, Ryan. Uh, Laref, they they really took me under their wings also and and uh, just showed me the ropes. Um, I helped them with his second business and then shooting those those other weddings for him that he needed help with. And, you know, and knowing that he, you know, helped me a lot, but he paid me handsomely too, so I uh, appreciate that. And of course, uh, a, a 618, 
you guys, you know, I remember, I don't know if you remember or not, but a while ago, uh, we went out to eat together. Uh, I paid for your, your mentorship course and you gave me the, the LUTs and, and just, you know, all the, all the things that I needed. Like, and I looked over it and I'm like, okay, this is, this is what I need. Uh, and this is when I was like rebranding, trying to get to the next level. And, you know, that, that changed my business completely, you know, um, the coloring and just everything. Um, of course, all the planners just for giving me a, a chance and I'm so glad you did. So, but yeah, but that's just, just thank you to all those who invested in me. So I, pre I really, really appreciate, appreciate your time. Yeah, it's such a fun industry. And I think that everyone wants to see everyone succeed, especially just people who are willing yeah. and like, like when you came to us and that was so fun, like we need to do that again. And I feel like I was like just pregnant with our first son. So it's you been are. a minute. <laughs> yeah. It's been like almost four yeah. years. Um, and you were just like, I want to grow. Like I want to, I just want to do this. And so um, I think anyone out there who is like ready to take the next step and, um, you know, wanting to make that jump, it's if you're willing, like it'll come. And if you're like looking outside of yourself in that teamwork mentality, like that mm -hmm. growth is going to come and people like will want to invest in you. And so that's so amazing that you've had so many people in your corner and I just love that so much. But my, this 2023 has been amazing. I think I booked uh, 15 weddings so far and they're all at my price point that I want. So I'm very happy about that. Um, the last couple of years, I think I've shot over close to 90 plus weddings or, or oh events and it was a lot. It was a lot, but you know, I just wanted to make a lot of money. <laughs> I wanted to make a lot of money. I want to produce a good product and, and I, and I strive to do that and I did it. And then this year I, I feel like it's time to like, you know, find my place and, you know, nail down what I need to in terms of direction and and who I want to work with and what kind of content I want to put out. So, so yeah, it's, it's going to be a great year. I think, I hope. That's amazing. Yeah. I think that, um, everyone kind of has that where you take everything that comes your way. And I think that if you're able to do it, we did that too. And if like those who are listening right now, if you have years where you're feeling overwhelmed or, um, I think sometimes it's, it's a little bit, it's a good thing and a bad thing to reach kind of that burnout level so you know exactly where your fine line is we did that actually our first full year we shot way too many and we're like we can't we love this but we can't continue to do this every single year so learning where your parameters are and then you have such a big like batch size of clientele and planners and wedding styles and locations then you can kind of, like you said, this year hone in on who you want and what's going to invigorate your business and grow your business to that next level. So good for you. That's really exciting. So, I'm, so sure, I'm sure 2023 is going to be so amazing. Thank you. And, and also, because I booked those, all those weddings, I mean, I was shooting a wedding many years ago and the, the bride was speaking uh, giving a toast at the reception. And she said that the reason why she met her husband was she said yes to everything. And she was a very introvert person, you know, didn't want to go out, didn't want to socialize, didn't want to go to any parties. 
and she's you know she, she loved reading and kind of being a bookworm and then one day or one year she decided to say yes to everything and that's how she met her husband and then from that toast I made a decision also that I'm gonna say yes to everything and that's how I end up shooting way too many weddings and events so just saying yes to everything but I, I, I love every bit of it and, and I love the process so so yeah and I feel like if if ever my business declines or you know falls falls back just a little bit I think I'll go back to plan A again where just yes to everything until you know because you have to rediscover yourself recreate yourself and then you know find you know that what's changing out there you know and sometimes what you're doing is not it's not you know what's the word uh, resonating with people um, just because maybe it's old school or, or whatever it may be so I just you know I don't know you know, no, you're on the up and up. Nothing's going to be declining yeah. <laughs> with your business. You're on Thank an amazing you. trajectory. So, um, yeah. So you've gone from saying yes to everything to being a little bit more strategic and honing in on your style. Um, what does that look like now? So about 10 years ago, I was really focused on, on storytelling, uh, making it very personable, you know, cart reading, you know, gift exchange. Um, maybe directing uh, some and and having that moody look and and when I stopped shooting that style my business took off and not saying that style there's anything wrong with that style and I think we were still doing it like a year ago until I start I started like taking it off of our questionnaire I started, like I used to ask, like, are you planning to exchange gifts or letters? And I think that would put that in the client's mind that like, oh, maybe we should, or this could be a cool thing to film. And then I think I just started to realize that at the level of weddings that we were shooting at that point, there's so much more production going on in the day that you have to really, really stay on time. And the gifts and letters didn't fit into that production of the day. Yeah, Um, yeah. If it's a very organic thing, like say a bridesmaid just happened to come in the room and was yeah. like, hey, um, you know, Joe wanted me to give you this and I just happened to be there, then I'll film it. Like if it's a very organic yeah. thing and because um, I think a lot of our, our own approach is very organic too, but I'm not really going to like set up the scene of yeah, a gift opening exactly. anymore because it's just there's too many moving parts to these high level weddings. So it was really just becoming like a burden. And so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so when I changed my style and my approach, um, it changed my business um, 180 degrees. So now I, I, I step on the scene with the, with my suit on, always with a suit, um, no matter what the budget wedding is. Um, my goal is to blend in and perform. What do you do? What do you guys do? Even you show up, you guys just blend in, and you guys, do you guys make a scene, or do you guys? No, I don't know. we do not make a scene. I am like yeah. a little, I'm like a little church mouse, yeah. just like yeah. maneuvering through the day. Um, well, it's not about us, and I think that's why exactly. some videographers have a really bad name, is they like make it about them and their production, yeah. and yeah. that's not gonna fly. <laughs> yeah, and and it's not, and it, it also that that also falls with like your attire. Like, what are you wearing to the shoot? Are you wearing something that people are gonna look at you and compliment? You know, your hat or this and that or the next. Or you're there and you're just blending in and you look like one of the guests and the planners are happy when they when they see you you don't you know you're not a mess so I, I think I think that alone right there speaks volume and that's how 
I think I got a lot of my gigs from the last from the last couple of years just because how I showed up at, at weddings. Absolutely. I know that like there was a big shift. So um, Paul, who's like my business partner, we're husband and wife team. It was like 2017 or 18. And we shot this wedding that was our highest paying wedding at the time. And I don't know what just shifted. I was like, you need to wear a suit now. And he was like really pushing back. He's like, oh, like I'm such a sweater and I don't like wearing a suit. And I'm like, hey, like things have changed. Like we need to align our business and brand in this way. And he like really fought me on it until I was working on the wedding film afterwards. And he did wear the suit. Um, And he was like, dang, I look good. When he saw himself, like he (laughs) caught himself like in my camera during the ceremony. And since then he was like, okay, I trust you. It looks good. And nothing feels better. I'm sure Sam, like when you show up in a suit, you get that recognition from the planners, from the client, from other vendors, and it just feels good. And you know that that's going to stick as a lasting impression and yield in more work. Like they are going to be proud. Those planners are going to be proud at the way that you present yourself at a wedding. Um, and it's going to reflect on their own business and brand that you, you know, carry yourself in that way and that the client's going to respect that. Well, I know, I know, uh, one particular client, I know uh, Brooke Keegan, she came up to me and she was like, Sam, thank you for wearing a suit. You know, you'd be surprised how many videographers don't wear a suit. And then I got, I, I mean, I'm at least shooting two weddings, two, three weddings per year with her. And it's just, it's, just, it's, it's a great honor. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think a lot of it just says how I showed up. You know, I mean, my, the work that has to speak for itself, but you also have to, you know, look the part and play the part. So. Absolutely. Yes. So that's essentially the topic of this episode is becoming a top referral source for planners. And I think that we've pretty much just hit on the first point that we wanted to touch on. Um, Attire is, of course, so important at this level in the industry. All of our work is good, right? So what's next? It's all about like the details. So do you have any other things that you like to do that you think has helped you become a top referral source for some of these big planners? Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm really big on little things. Um, so I do a lot of little things. Uh, number one, I am a great team player. I I really push myself no matter how hard it is sometimes to be you know, a videographer behind a photographer, they're directing, they're controlling the situation, the lighting, um, all the things. Um, I realize that if I'm just shooting what they're shooting, I know it's going to be amazing, number one. Number two, I don't have to get all the, the shots that in my mind I see, um, you know, visually editing. Those are not the the, the battles that I want to fight. So I really, I really play along with the photographer and 99% of the time the, the, the footage comes out amazing um, but sometimes you know photographers they go really fast they go really really fast you know one click next thing one click next I mean it was just it just um, but I learned to capture those in-between moments that makes the video look organic and fluid and and, and real um, so I'm a great I try to I work really hard to be a great team player um, number next, I come. I really, I really show with a positive attitude. 
I think people like it when you're smiling, you know. Um, I, I'm not a great talker. I don't talk as much, but I try to smile a lot. Um, I try to help out with, with hanging up the dress, which is going away fast, thank, thank God. Um, I'm always, um, always cleaning up the flat lays after the photographer is done shooting or I'm done shooting it. I help roll up the, 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 the flat lays, put everything away, help pack everything. And then I don't shoot anything with the photographers not shooting because I realize that if I'm getting something that they're not getting, the bride could be upset about that or the client could be upset about that. And so I don't, I'm not out there in the room getting makeup shots while uh, the photographer is doing the flat lay. You know, it's just, unless there are two people working at the same time, maybe I'll bounce back and forth. But in a lot of the situations, I'm just with the photographer the whole time. And, and I actually, I kind of like that better. <laughs> Less work for me, but I know that the end results can be good regardless. Um, and all the moments can be captured. So, but being a great team player, paying attention to the small little details, having a good attitude, helping help with cleaning up, moving furniture around. Um, those little things, they, they go a long, long way. Um, even if I see a planner carrying a box, I would stop what I'm doing, put my camera down and help carry a box over. Because I know those little things, that it leaves a lasting impression. Or like saying, oh, he's, he's here to shoot, but look, he's taking the time to carry this box for me. Or, or whatever it may be, help set up, help line up the chairs, uh, help light up the candles down the reception. Those, those little things I know goes a long way. And I, and, and I know that it, it works because planners have told me. And, and, I, and I shoot with the same planners all the time now because of those little things that I do all the time. And, and the client loves it, you know, so. Yeah. I think I'm just rambling, but yeah. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> I'm just I love yeah, the yeah. saying where it's like people don't always remember what you said or what you did, but they always remember yeah. how you made them feel. And I feel like that's what you're doing. Like you're making them feel taken care of and like you care. Yeah. You know, you're not just there to like get in, get out. Mm. Um, like you're a part of the day in a bigger way um, than just like the end product of your film. Exactly. And at the end of the day, I really, my goal is I want the bride to say, was there a videographer here? Mm-hmm. And... And I want the planner to say, oh, yeah, there was, you know, so and it's like, you know, I want them to feel like I wasn't there, but I was capturing all the things that when they see the video, I think they're more impressed. Like, wow, Sam was not there, but he, ca- I mean, he felt like he wasn't there, but he captured all these things. I mean, that's pretty that's pretty amazing, you know, and I, I think that alone is an art in itself because um, it's so easy to be there and everybody, you know, notice you, your camera, what kind of camera you have. You have a gimbal, you know, your in, in front of people, I mean, it's, it's so easy, you know, to be present, but when you're present and then all at the same time feel like, you know, you're, you're, you're kind of disappearing, it's, I think it's, it's another, it's another form of art. So yeah, hope that makes sense. That's really yeah. true. I feel like whenever the biggest compliment is like when you're either like saying goodbye to the client at the end of the night or the planner and they're like, yeah. wow, like I kind of even forgot you were here. And yeah, like, yeah. it's such a compliment because we've done our job. Like we're blending in with the mm-hmm. guests. We're creating an amazing experience um, where we're not like, you know, not everyone's noticing us. Like we want to yeah. just blend in and make the event flow as seamlessly as possible. And if we can play, if we can all play a big part in that, and it sounds like you do too, like, you know, it's only going to, 
you know, create a really great work experience and experience for the bride and groom. I'm always huge on like, I'm sure you guys feel the same way, but I find that like the working experience is more important to the client than like the actual product. Because if you could, you could deliver the most amazing wedding film in the entire world to a client. But if you weren't a great experience on the wedding day for the bride and the groom, they they might go in viewing that film with like a poor taste in their mouth or you know whatever yeah. but if you just made them feel so comfortable and they were so confident and loved working with you then whatever you deliver to them they're going to love because they loved oh, you yeah. so mm-hmm. so true so so true um, I think those are amazing tips and I think that's really encouraging to hear um, for filmmakers who are listening to really take a step back and see the wedding day as like one big moving um, puzzle piece and that we are just, you know, one cog in the wheel and we should definitely play our part to make everything kind of work together. But is there anything that you do specifically focusing on the planner that makes you really stand out to them and make them want to refer you over and over? Yeah. Um well, a couple of things to consider. Number one, the planner has to like your work and and want to see you do something for them that will make them look better. So a, a couple of things that I do do, number one, I do teasers right away. Uh, after the wedding, I try to go home and as I'm dumping footage, uh, go through one camera, maybe to maybe the drone, and try to pick out all the best shots and make it like a little reel or a little teaser. I think planners love that. They want to reshare that. Um, so I try to do that. Uh, number next, I try to also provide extra clips for them if they need it for their own personal reel. And go in there, you know, get the best clips that I think they might like, some detail shots, crop them to be um, uh, iPhone friendly or, or, or phone friendly. And then, and then send them that also. So uh, I know they- Can I ask what your yeah. workflow with it, that? like? So how soon after the wedding are you doing some sort of teaser? Are you sending the file to them and letting them have first dibs to upload? Or are you uploading it and just tagging them? Like, what does that look like? So that looks, it's, it's, it's a double process. Um, and I'm going to be quite honest with you. Um, I used to post right away, like the very next day. But lately, I've, I've been seeing a couple of people that I look up to kind of wait till like Tuesday, maybe even Wednesday or Thursday. So... Lately, I've been doing that, just waiting till Tuesday, and it gives me you know enough time to let the footage breathe a little bit on me. But and so I'll wait till maybe middle of the weekend, post a wedding I shot from that from that weekend, um, and I also um, maybe prior to that or even after, give the the planner uh, a handful of clips, maybe twenty clips that I think they might like. I've always got you know a great response from it, so I don't do it all the time. But I do do it, and when I do do it, it's always been a great, a great result. So, so what I do do also is uh, find out what the planner needs and, and off my service. I, I shot Brooke Egan's online course, and it turned out great. So I'm happy about that. But I do a lot of little things. Um, I send gifts to planners. You know, I think my goal is this: when they get a client, I just want to be in the conversation. You know, there's, I'm sure they mentioned a couple of videographers. I just want to be in the conversation because I know if I'm in that conversation, I hope my video sells. 
you know, the, my style of video sells. Um, but if I'm in that conversation, that's a win for me. So whether I get the gig or if I don't get the gig, it doesn't matter. But as long as my name is mentioned, I'm happy about that. And, and, that's, and that's been my ultimate goal is just be on the forefront of people's mind. And it's so easy to disappear in this industry. There's so many videographers. Um, and you could be just a passing thought. And like you hear it one minute and you're gone the next. And then I think the challenge is like, how do you stay relevant all the time? How do you stay on people's mind all the time? And I think it's just reminding them that you're here. You know, you're not, you're not gone. You're still working. You're still shooting. You're still editing. And, 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 that's, and that's easy to forget because, you know, we're constantly in our office editing. So, and we forget, easily forget. But yeah, that's just another part of the business where um, it's, it's hard to keep up with. But you do it because, you know, and not only that, you, you know, you love people and you want to make people happy and, and it works. So. Yeah, I was I was listening into a podcast recently that Le Rev was on, and I mean they are just like shooting the most ultra luxury events now, and their business has just scaled so much. And he had a really interesting um, just concept that he put out there was he kind of said that being a filmmaker, you're kind of like a and especially in that level you're kind of like the star quarterback and but you know that there's like you know 10 or 20 other guys that are going after that spot if not if you're looking at like the up and coming think of like yeah. all these football players that are entering college that are going to be entering um like the gosh I was gonna say like the big leagues but I'm like I'm super into sports, guys. Um, and Super Bowl Sunday. It's, it's Super Bowl Sunday coming up. Um, yeah. So we and so just like there's gonna be so many people that are working hard to get to where you are, and so it's just really important to not just like get comfortable, stay up on social media, make sure that you're keeping in conversation with your planners, that you're doing yeah. those small things, like reaching out, being in this off season. I think it's also really important. I've reached out to a couple of planners that I know are in um, the midst of a rebrand for their website. Just saying like, hey, we did some great events together in the last couple of years. Like I'd love to put together something if you want a video piece on your you know, new website. And That's awesome. yeah, so just things like that, just like looking for ways to serve those planners um, and just ensure that you remain a top pick for them. Yeah. Um, recently, um, recently I was in Arizona. I was at the Engage with, with Taylor and a planner reached out to me and says, Sam, um, one of the, uh, the bride's mom asked if you can, you know, push out some content for her. And right away I did it. Um, gave her the content. She loved it, of course. I mean, of course she loved it. Bride's mom. But, and uh, bride's mom. Um, but long story short, um, right after that, I get a really, really nice letter from the planner. And, and it, it was just, it was very fulfilling, to say the least, because you know, she, she was just like, I can't, Sam, I can't believe you did this so fast. Can't believe you turned around for us. And they were so happy about that. So Sam, looking at 2023 and 2024, and just in light of wanting to remain transparent along our sector of the industry, um, I think I just read something recently that um, another planner educator had put out that said 70% of the wedding industry is undercharging. 
I thought that was huge. I didn't realize it was 70%. Um, and so I just think that it can be really easy to like get comfortable with where your prices are at yes. and not realize that there's other filmmakers that are greatly leveling up their prices each year. Um, we actually just did a segment two weeks ago about when to raise your prices. Yeah, and I watched that. Yeah, so it's just, it's really important to make sure that each year you're making an increase. So can you talk a little bit about where your pricing is right now? You could go starting or kind of what your average is or, yeah, talk a little bit about that. So I'm starting at 8,600 as my starting point. And you know, that's, that's one videographer, that's a highlight. Um, that's one camera angle of a ceremony and one camera angle of a toast. Something simple, something manageable I can edit, doesn't take up, you know, it's not time consuming. And then, which a lot of people don't really book that unless, you know, maybe it's a Friday wedding or it's a smaller wedding. And I don't want to miss out on, you know, eight grand. So, um, especially if it's, you know, a 50 person wedding. I'm not going to say no to that. Um, and, and especially if it's like a Friday or even if it's a Saturday or even a Sunday wedding, like I reserve that entry level price for those you know, for, for maybe a Friday or a Sunday, but if it happens to be on a Saturday and it's, a, it's on a Saturday, I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, you know, complain about it, but. Um, so you'll offer that all the time. Like it doesn't have to be like an off season thing yeah. or Friday or Sunday. It's like, exactly. it's always there. And do you like, it's, do people, what percentage would you say of your clients book that entry package? I don't know how many people book that package, but right now, I, I mean, last year I know I was averaging, uh, at least twelve thousand per wedding, um, and there was there were great weddings where I booked close to almost twenty thousand. So it was you know it was kind of all over the place a little bit, but it's also like finding like hey where is that soft where is that sweet spot? So I start at eight eighty six, and then my second price is like uh, ninety close to ten thousand, and then my my highest package is three options. I think my highest package is like twelve. 12,600, something like that. Cool. Um, and then, and of course, there's add-ons. You know, the add-ons is what makes the price higher. And it's always, it works for me. You know, I don't just fly a drone. I do fly a drone for every wedding, but I charge for it. And if, if they don't pay for it, I'll still fly, but I won't, I won't try. Uh, this sounds kind of weird, but I don't fly the way I will fly when they do pay for it. When they pay for it, I fly it for every you know, setting for cocktail, for, you know, the reception, at the end of the reception, you know, just their ceremony, just all the things. Um, I try to get all the shots with the drone, at least one or two shots. Um, but, you know, that, that's an add-on. That's, I charge 800 bucks to add on my drone shot. So um, that's close to a thousand bucks. I charge for additional hours, you know, my, my, my minimum is eight hours. And then to add on another hour, it's a thousand bucks I charge for you know, two videographers. That's another thousand bucks for, you know, it's just, it just keeps, it just, the add-on doc edits and teasers, those are things I charge, you know. A lot of times I do it for the planner, but sometimes the, the client pays for it. And then I really, I work harder to produce something better, you know, for the client, you know, and the planner too, of course. It's a win-win all around, but I add all these things to, yeah. That's to really... say that, you know, your price, yeah. That's super interesting too, because you're very much more of an a la carte, which like if you probably were to 
like, I don't know if we could do a like quick math here, but so 8,600, like, so our starting now is 12, but that's eight hours, that's two videographers, and then it's also, um, like a highlight film, like five-ish minutes, and then full ceremony, full toasts, one-minute teaser, and then we don't charge extra for drone. So I wonder, like, you would probably be ahead of our starting if, like, all those add-ons were thrown in there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, maybe, maybe not. Maybe close, close to you guys. Okay. Um, but I will say this, though. A lot of people, maybe they don't want drone, you know? And they don't, they don't really care, or they don't. The teaser is not in their, in their, in their mind. You know, they don't want. They want to see it six months late. I don't, I don't know. You know what I mean? So, um, I feel like that's just another avenue for me to say, you know, hey, if you don't purchase it, I don't have to do it. But if I do it, it's a win because it's a plus, and you know, you, you know what I mean? I don't know. It just, it works for me. So, yeah. Anyways, but but, but you're right. I think, like I said, I'm averaging, I'm averaging right now close to twelve. Um, twelve thousand per wedding. So that's amazing. Yeah, and you and Taylor are very similar in the fact that Taylor has decided like her phase of life and what what invigorates her is like working locally. Um, and so I think that that's great. Like everyone has to do what works for them. So some people are just super inspired and they keep going because they love the destination game and shooting in different beautiful locations and other people are much more content and happier serving their local market and there is luxury in their local market too so um yeah i think that it's great that everyone has their own flows and how they like to do things and as long as you're serving your planners well and your couples well go for it whatever whatever works for you yeah. Mm-hmm. There's no wrong answer. Yeah, there's no. And and also like also be aware like some of these destination weddings they're big big weddings and it could be overwhelming, you know. I'm not saying that I'm afraid to shoot it. I I'm I have maybe 3 4 destination weddings, you know, in terms of like the country going to Florida and and whatnot, but um they're big weddings. They're huge weddings and I'm sure the client spent millions on it. And I mean that alone is is gonna take a lot of manpower, and it could be it's a big task. So it's not. Some people want it, but I'm I'm gonna be honest with you, it's not for everyone. Yeah. You know. And I, I'm only doing it because I've been in it since the very beginning, just working with my buddy Cloudless, Ryan Davis, shooting with him all these years. You know, and so I've seen it. You know, I've seen it all. And Larev, working with Larev and seeing all his weddings, and so I know what it takes, but. People need to understand, like those weddings are not for everyone, and you know it's not for the faint of heart. It's there's it's a lot of work. Yeah. So and and they're long days, very long days. Yeah, I remember. Um, I think it was 2019. We did this wedding for like a very high profile person, and I was like a mess. Like I'm like calm, cool, collected most of the time, yeah, yeah. but I was just like leading up to the wedding. I was really overthinking things. I was so stressed out that after the wedding process, I was like not sleeping because I was so stressed about like thinking back to little minute things that I could have done better. Like I was so in my head and Paul Mm -hmm. was like, Kelly, I don't know if like this level of wedding is for you. (laughs) Like he's like, and I kind of 
I was like, no, 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 I can do, like, I can, I can handle the pressure. Like, I'm so, like, mm-hmm. hard on myself and just like, no, I can do it. You know, I love being, like, coached, like, growing up playing. I did play sports <laughs> even though I can't figure out, like, what the, the NFL, that's what it was. <laughs> that's what it was. Yes. <laughs> um, and so I love being coached and everything and I can, like, feel like I can rise up under pressure, but for whatever reason, like, that one got to me and that was the first time that I realized that, like, there are areas of the luxury market that are for different people and depending on like where your skill set falls and your personality falls and things like that like I am a huge people pleaser and to a fault and that doesn't serve me well in like working with like a certain clientele um so and that's fine because there's so many other people that can serve that client super so well many, and yeah. not be a, a head case about it, like me. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. Seriously, yeah, for sure. I love it. This has been such an inspiring conversation, Sam. I love your business. You. I um, We should all aim to emulate Sam a little yeah. bit more. Um, so Kelly and I just want to thank you so much for taking the time to chat with us today, um, share your wisdom with the people who are listening. But before we say goodbye, could you please just tell everyone listening where they can find you? Yeah, you can find me on my Instagram at Samming Films or my website, sammingfilms.com. Thank you for joining us in this conversation. If you enjoyed this episode, please help us reach more filmmakers just like you by taking a screenshot and sharing it on social media. Don't forget to tag us at The Level Up Co. And join us again next week, same time, same place, as we continue to level up the industry together. 